Chapter Thirty Two of Women of History. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Women of History by Anonymous. Chapter Thirty Two. Anne Askew, born fifteen twenty nine died fifteen forty six hume anne askew a young woman of merit as well as beauty who had great connections with the chief ladies at court and with the queen herself was accused of dogmatizing on that delicate article the presence of the body of christ in the sacrament and henry the eighth in place of showing indulgence to the weakness of her sex and age was but the more provoked that a woman should dare to oppose his theological sentiments she was prevailed upon by bonner's menaces to make a seeming recantation but she qualified it with some reserves which did not satisfy that zealous prelate she was thrown into prison and she therefore employed herself in composing prayers and discourses by which she fortified her resolution to endure the utmost extremity rather than relinquish her religious principles she even wrote to the king and told him that as to the lord's supper she believed as much as christ himself had said of it and as much of his divine doctrine as the catholic church had required but while she could not be brought to acknowledge an assent to the king's explications this declaration availed her nothing and was rather regarded as a fresh insult the chancellor Riothesley, who had succeeded audley and who was much attached to the catholic party was sent to examine her with regard to her patrons at court and the great ladies who were in correspondence with her but she maintained a laudable fidelity to her friends and would confess nothing she was put to the torture in the most barbarous manner and continued still resolute in preserving secrecy some authors fox speed baker add a most extraordinary circumstance that the chancellor who stood by ordered the lieutenant of the tower to stretch the rack still further but that officer refused compliance the chancellor menaced him but met with a new refusal upon which that magistrate who was otherwise a person of merit but intoxicated with religious zeal put his own hand to the rack and drew it so violently that he almost tore her body asunder her constancy still surpassed the barbarity of her persecutors and they found all their efforts to be baffled she was then condemned to be burned alive and being so dislocated by the rack that she could not stand she was carried to the stake in a chair together with her were conducted Nicholas Bolinian, a priest, John Lassels of the King's household, and John Adams, a tailor, who had been condemned for the same crime to the same punishment. They were all tied to the stake, and in that dreadful situation the Chancellor sent to inform them that their pardon was ready drawn and signed, and should instantly be given them if they would merit it by a recantation they only regarded this offer as a new ornament to the crown of martyrdom 
and they saw with tranquillity the executioner kindle the flames which consumed them riothesley did not consider that this public and noted situation interested their honor the more to maintain a steady perseverance while anne askew was in newgate she made what she called a ballad which began thus like as the armed knight appointed to the field with this world will i fight and faith shall be my shield and having recounted her bitter conflicts and firm trust in god the only comfort she had in her affliction she concludes with these charitable and truly christian lines yet lord i thee desire for that they do to me let them not taste the hire of their iniquity the whole ballad is published by bale end of chapter thirty two